1: Welcome to First Strike, First Look here on Neeson. Dave Ross with you and joined as always by Lou Finnecaro. And Lou, I feel like I haven't seen you in 10 years. The UFC takes a week off and it feels
2: like, man, we don't get to talk about these fight cards. Did you enjoy your non-UFC week off? I had a, it was a great week off. And to be honest with you, I, I really didn't even think about it until Friday crept up, and it's the normal day of First Strike and my podcast, and I I was furnished because I had nothing to do. But I'm glad to be back in the rhythm, glad to be back on with you, and I appreciate the fact that uh, you allow me to come on and and talk about these fights early in the week. I love it, Lou. It's a great practice.
1: Uh, you know, Mom and dad were like, hey, what happened to first strike? I said, hey, we were just off for a week because the UFC was off, but we are back in business here on a Tuesday. Let's talk about this fight card, Lou, because you look at Cyril Gan against Titus Ivasa in the main event, and then you have the Grim Reaper back in there against Marvin Vittori, Robert Whitaker. I mean, this is a loaded non-pay-per-view uh, fight card, certainly at the top. Ghosn is a massive, massive favorite, over a $5 betting favorite, as we sit here on a Tuesday against Tai Tuivasa, and we understand why, right? With the the heavyweight division, the skill set that Cyril Ghosn has, and maybe the lack of skill set that Tai Tuivasa has, but we know what type of puncher he is. Do you give him a puncher's chance, or do you think this is aptly priced?
2: Well, uh, first of all, you have to give Tuivasa the puncher's chance, especially in this, his second kind of run in the UFC since he decided to train a little bit. So uh, he comes a little more motivated, a little more focused. He's training. He has the puncher shot. Uh, The odds indicate that he's got somewhere to a 12 or 16% chance of winning. I think his chances to land a Sunday shot might be just a little bit greater than that. But overall, Gane's ability to move His well-roundedness, his athleticism, the fact that this is in his backyard and it's a five-round fight, all fare well well for him. To Ivas, on the other hand, in his last handful of fights, has not gotten past three minutes into the second round. So Gan is going to pick at him, make him work late, tire him out, and just like a bullfight, the matador will eventually streak on in for the kill. Well,
1: it's interesting what you say there, and that maybe he's going to take his time with a guy like Ty Tuivasa, because that's that's what you think he'd want to do, right? Is gas out the bigger puncher here, in, in Tui and Tui not standing there in the first round. To that end, if you like the challenger or the big underdog here in Tuivasa at uh, what plus four twenty, I'm seeing here on a Tuesday. Do you think that he goes in for the like kill or be killed scenario here? And I'm not going to get stronger as the fight goes on, so I might have to throw more of those uh, big, bigger punches earlier in the fight to try to stun Gane early with a big punch.
2: I believe that's Ty's approach to every fight he fights. He, he he's he doesn't make any pretension about who he is or what he is. He's the most happy-go-lucky guy you can find. He goes in to fight and. After a round or two, he's going to wonder if Gon's really fighting him because it's not going to be what the Black Beast gave him, a straight mm-hmm. confrontation. And let's also understand that Ghan has faced big, huge power punchers, Derek Lewis, who he also knocked out, and in Ganu, who beat him wrestling. So uh, Ty is not going to wrestle because he doesn't have the cardio to wrestle this is going to be a stand-up fight, and I think it's going to be a one-sided display by a guy in Gone that belongs in the top five of the heavyweight division before the big chasm that is everyone else. And that's where Ty belongs, not to take anything away from him or his recent momentum. He doesn't have the caliber of arsenal to make it into that top five or six fighters, in my opinion. With Lou and
1: follow Lou on Twitter as I do at Gamble. very quickly to that end, that Cyril Gan could easily win this fight on points. Remember, it's a it's a five round potential five round matchup here as a main event. The over under right here uh, is two and a half, split right down the middle, just a little bit to the over at minus a dollar twenty five on a Tuesday. What do you make of that number? Because if, if Gon keeps the distance from uh, the the charging challenger here in Vasa, it would lend more towards the over. I don't know if Tui really wants to go more than two and a half rounds here in any fight, let alone with a guy with a cardio of, of Cyril. What do you make of that total right now on a Tuesday?
2: I don't think Ty's going to have anything to say about it, quite honestly. Uh, it's, it, he's not going to be tamed inside two and a half, I don't think. I think it's going to take on a little more time to tire him out and then through volume – uh, take the steam out of the kid. Uh, I, I I think that looking at it now, and I haven't put a lot of time into it, I'd love to know what the fight does not go to the distance is, or Ghani inside the distance because I'd be prone to try a middle here. Two and a half is low. I'd go over the two and a half. Fight does not go the distance and try and get them both, depending on what the price is for the fight to not go the distance. If it's minus 500, I gotta go, you know, looking somewhere else.
1: You know, I look at the co-main event of the evening, which easily could be a main event for any other fight card, right? That doesn't have the big heavyweights here. When you look at the former champion here at middleweight in Robert Whittaker, back in action against a title contender, and Marvin and Vittori, this is a very interesting matchup if they want to try to get back into the title picture here. Whitaker, a solid favorite at, at minus 230 here against the Italian challenger and Vittori. Uh, the comeback there is plus $1. ninety. You know, Bobby Knuckles, we know what he likes to do. He wants to throw hands, and we're assuming Vittori wouldn't mind making this a wrestling match. How do you handicap this one here in this potential three-round matchup?
2: Um, I, I see it as a fight similar to the first fight, to be honest, Dave. I think that uh, Whitaker has pedigree that separates him from Vittori. I think Whitaker is the more well-rounded fighter and Whitaker is the one that has the better wrestling to be quite honest. Vittori is a bully and he fights angry and that's not always great with that Italian emotion. He's clenched, he's easy to predict, He comes forward, and I think the skills of Whitaker, his footwork, his movement, his well-roundedness, set him up to have success against Vittori. What are Vittori's advantages here? I think the fact that he has some power, Whitaker's tasted power before, and the fight's three rounds advantage Vittori with that maniacal style. You know, Lou, I
1: look at the total, too, and it does catch my eye that it's juiced this heavily to the over two and a half rounds, minus 280 uh, that we get uh, deep into that third round. Is there any value on the on the comeback here of plus 230 and the under two and a half rounds, as we discuss on a Tuesday?
2: No, No, I could see these guys going for all five. I would tend to say, what's the Whitaker decision price? See what we could extract close to plus 120, minus 120 go on that route
1: and it's a much better way to handicap it there you and i will talk about more of that uh come friday on first strike with our hour-long preview uh you know i do look and i see uh, john mcdesi's on this card against nazrak hasparak here that is a very intriguing matchup uh, as we talk on a tuesday what do you make of that matchup here in, in one of the more high profile fights on this card
2: I'm glad you picked that fight. Uh, these are two guys that at one point in time trained together at TriStar up in Canada. Something happened. And yeah. since then, McDessey's been somewhat nomadic, looking to find a home, going from gym to gym to gym. He's currently at Fight Ready in Arizona, but he was here in Phoenix and, and he was at, for a time, hanging around the MMA lab. So hmm. a, a rudderless ship is one thing, but McDessey's 37. 10 years older than Hockbrost, two inches young, uh, shorter, given up about four inches in reach, and overall, as a lightweight, is somewhat undersized to begin with. Uh, he's going to have the uh, maturity factor over Hockbrost, but even though Hockbrost has lost his last two, he only loses at really high-caliber fighters. I see Frost, uh, Mo mowing Mcdessey down here. In fact... Yeah. Uh, last week on the Follow the Money show, I released Hawk prest when he opened at minus 200. He's a little higher than that now. I would advise parlay use for him or uh, for straight bettors. Uh, don't be afraid.
1: Uh, it's great having you on on Father Money with Mitch Boss and Paulie Howard weekdays here on the network. Uh, let's talk about one other fight here very quickly too. Charles Dor- Jordan is back in there against Nathaniel Wood. It feels like this is going to be potentially an action-packed three-round bout here. Uh, pretty tight lines in this one here. Uh, Nathaniel Wood plus a dollar fifteen right now. Jordan, the small favorite at minus a dollar thirty-five. How do you see this one on a Tuesday?
2: Uh, I see this one interestingly. Wood, the kind of the guy that needs to be in close, would probably want to wrestle this fight. And Jourdain, the guy that's been busy, fought great competition, a dubious loss in his last. Uh, but an action fighter. Now, we got to understand, too, that uh, Wood just turned around from UFC London. So that's a short turnaround. I think that this this fight is accurately priced. I do lean to the longer, taller Jordain in this situation right now. But let's understand, this: these fights are in Paris. A lot of these fights have been set up for the Europeans to look very, very well i.e. Hawk Hakperast. And in this fight, you got Wood, who's an Englishman, fighting uh, um, Jordain, a Canadian yeah. that's shipping in and having to fight in. So if that thing is a close decision, uh, you might be in trouble on the Jordain side. I'm so glad you brought that up, obviously, with this fight card being in France, because we've seen it in these
1: UFC London cards sometimes. You know, the crowd will play a part of it. Uh, the, the big, big fight fans over there in Europe, this one in France. So you can understand if these fights go to the decision. I always say, hold your breath when you get to the cards here, because you never know how they're going to see it. Certainly uh, when they're overseas as well. Very quickly, Lou, on a Tuesday, is there another fight that you've identified some advantage on maybe on a Tuesday that might change by the time we talk again on Friday?
2: I don't see that yet. I just, I would like to say the UFC has done a good job, like in London, to match up the Europeans in favorable matchups. So watch out for that. Also, let's understand of the first seven bouts on the card, six of them involve debuting fighters in one side or both. So those fights are probably not fights I'm going to be able to use. I'm going to probably be focused and relegated to the main card.
1: All right, very quickly, uh, before I say goodbye until Friday, Lou, tell the people about the Bout Business podcast and what they get when they listen in.
2: It's a weekly podcast. Whenever there's a UFC card, that Friday afternoon, wherever you get your podcast, tune in to the Bout Business podcast. It's 16, 18 minutes of my final releases for the week, completed after the weigh in. So uh, there are no excuses. Appreciate you mentioning it, and thanks so much for having me on today, Dave. And nobody does a better job, Lou. It's certainly when
1: you watch those weigh-ins and what you can glean from that when we talk again on Friday for First Strike. Appreciate Lou Finnecaro, Britton S., our producer, for putting it together. Thanks for listening to First Strike, First Look. We'll see you on Friday for First Strike on Visa, the betting Network.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.